0: Welcome to the Black Banner Podcast. Thank you. So my guest today is Mr. Nick Roth, who I consider to be a friend, a brother, a guy that is full of wisdom and knowledge a guy that i really look up to especially um, in a lot of life areas and financial advising areas he is my financial advisor Um, i trust this guy i will hit him up randomly throughout the day and i'll just be like hey is this a good decision is this a bad decision especially financial stuff Um, and we're just in life so nick welcome to the podcast thank you for having me i really appreciate it bro give everyone a quick snapchat snapchat snapshot Mm -hmm. of your life what you do your profession um, just kind of a little bit of your upbringing.
1: Yeah. So essentially what I do, what I want my life to be about, is I want to help people go from wherever they're at to wherever they want to be, whether that be retirement, whether that be a goal or aspiration, whatever that may look like. And so what, what we do in an oversimplified way is take you from, okay, I have X number of dollars, arbitrarily speaking, I have 10 grand. And I want to have a million in 15 years. How do I get to that? Or I want to have this type of retirement. I want to have this type of life or this type of car. How how can I add value? How can we create a plan to where you can then get to those goals and aspirations? That is oversimplified, but that's what we do.
0: No, I love that. I mean, and you do that with me. We've sat down many times, gone through financials, and we're like, this is what I'm trying to get. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm doing with the business. Hey, is this a good decision? Should I go get a space? can I spend this much money a yep. month on overhead? Mm-hmm. Um, these are things we've, we've walked through together. Yeah. Um, so I'm super grateful for that. Um, another thing that we've walked through together is just kind of like life advice and something you've taught me is um, a mission statement. Yeah. And I know uh, I'm going to let you share your mission statement, um, but that's something that I, I'd never heard of until we actually sat down and talked. Kind of break down a little bit of what your mission statement is and why you – have one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my personal life mission statement, and I just had a birthday and I reflected on a lot of what's going on in my life, where I want my life to be in the near future, medium term future and long term future. And I'm, I'm going to change a couple words on this, but um, li- life mission statements should be in concrete, but they can always be liquefied to be able to go back into that concrete. My life mission statement is to help people be the best they can be with the time, treasures, and talents that God gave them. From that, that gives me a filter on life of what I should do and what I can do and what I cannot do. Now, I'm not so militant in the fact that I can or can't go out and do something that doesn't uh, go into the realm of where I'm trying to be, but at the same time, it really helps me put a filter on, should I say yes to this? Should I say no to this? Hmm. With that being said, um, I just I, I love helping people live out their life mission, whatever that may be. Maybe they start with one thing and then they go to the next thing and then they go to the next thing, and then they are running so hard in that lane yeah. that they are a dangerous, dangerous person.
0: I love that. Yeah. I think just yeah, having that direction and that mission statement gives you that direction, you're like, I'm going after this thing. Oh yeah. And I think that's really valuable and important. Now if someone were to sit with themselves or with you, or whatever it would be, mm-hmm. and create their own mission statement, how would they go about doing that?
1: Yeah, that's, um, there's so many different ways to go about that, but at the end of the day, you have people who always ask you, like, hey, Dawson, what's your passion? Mm-hmm. What's your, what's your, what are you passionate about? And, and passion's a great thing, because passion is, this is what I'm passionate about, life, um, life mission statements, uh, helping people be the best they can be. Um, but at the end of the day, to really simplify it and put it into a way that anybody listening to this podcast or watching this podcast can go out and do themselves is figure out what re-energizes you, right? Sometimes people are extroverts. Sometimes people are introverts. Sometimes people are 50, 50 like Dawson over here. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, if you go out and you work out twice in a day um, or even you do a three a day uh, and then you go out and you work the entire day or you're at school the entire day and then you come home, or or wherever you may be going and you're super tired but you still have an hour hour and a half two three hours of things that you need to still accomplish what is what are those things that you can go out and do that re-energize you and allow you to be have energy put back into you rather than energy coming out of you right so things that take energy out of me paperwork no fun no fun at all um it, 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 there's a lot of things in my world that take energy out of me, right? But the things that put energy back into me is friendly competition. Sometimes friendly competition gets not so friendly. Um, spike ball, can jam, ping pong, tennis, pickleball, you name it. I love it. It mm-hmm. puts energy back into me. Even though it's tiring, it, it does put energy back into me. Um, some of the other things that put energy back into me is just having conversations about how I can help people go from today to tomorrow, whatever tomorrow is, whether that's literally tomorrow or whether that's 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, how do we accomplish those goals and aspirations? And how do I, how do I help you do that? Mm -hmm. Whenever I talk about mission statements, just right now, it's re-energizing me to the point where I'm going to be able to go out and have a great day after this. Yeah,
0: man. No, it's super good. I've seen the importance of having clear direction, Mm -hmm. especially now having Black Banner with its own space and or like just trying to scale Black Banner up or grow. Um, having that direction, that clear focus has been super beneficial in my own life so that I know every day I'm coming in, I need to execute XYZ mm-hmm. because I'm trying to get here, this yes. destination, this end goal. I'm trying to work with this client or get this type of project. Uh, and without that, I would just be going for anything. I'd be searching, I'd be going mm-hmm. all over the place. Yep. Um, and so that was something I'm grateful that you kind of taught me, you sat down and you're like, hey, you need to start like really dive into this, sit down with yourself. That's a good question. If someone were to try to learn or figure out their own mission statement, yeah, how would you recommend someone kind of go about that?
1: Yeah, so I would definitely say step one is just think about the things that you are passionate about, right? Passions are something that everybody has to a certain extent. But passions can go all over the place, and it can re-energize you and take energy out of you all at the same time. With that being said the way that I help anybody and everybody get to their mission statement is to figure out, just start writing down, take a take a pen and paper and just start to write down what energizes me. When I have worked out twice, I don't work out much, but when I've worked out twice, I have uh, gone through the ringer with various clients and solving problems and connecting dots, um, that actually re-energizes me, but mentally I'm tired, physically I'm tired, emotionally I'm tired, spiritually I'm tired, I try to put my thumb on what re-energizes me. I can go out and do these things, and it adds energy back into my life. I figured this out uh, because there was this mentor of mine that asked me the exact same question. He didn't ask me, what are you passionate about? What's your passion project? He said, what re-energizes you? Hmm. Because we were made in a very specific way. I believe that whatever we are called to do, we become re-energized by those things. Whereas anything that we're not called to do, we energy gets taken out of us. And we're always going to have things that we have to accomplish that energy takes, gets taken out of us. But whenever we know and we can put our thumb on, this puts energy back into my world, it's a game changer. And you become a dangerous man or woman at that point in time because you can just go and go and go and then you're tired. And obviously we all have to sleep. But if we're tired and we still have things to do, I can call up somebody like yourself, Dawson, and talk about missions or talk about goals and aspirations or talk about like those dots that we need to connect, and you'll send somebody my way or I'll send somebody your way, and it's just yeah. like, bam, I'm re-energized. Let's go. I got I got four more hours of just go, go, go in me, and it doesn't take any kind of energy drink or anything like that or coffee. It just takes that conversation.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. How important is, especially with the the talk of – your energy like mm-hmm. rest um some people talk about balance in life like work life home life yeah i feel like i'm in a season where i'm just focused and i have the the blinds up and i'm running and, oh yeah and i'm quote unquote probably don't have the best balance but i think something that you said like the energy side of things finding people around me mm-hmm. that are in similar um life goals or life um scenarios like that gives me energy i get energy from people I also get energy from being by myself. I'm like mm-hmm. a 50-50 introvert, extrovert. Yeah. Um, but how important is having like a community of people around you that know you and can like call you up or encourage you? In?
1: It is, it's the most important. Because if, if you're going through life and nobody around you, and, and don't feel bad if you don't have that person out there. Whoever's listening, whoever's watching. If you don't have that person, that's fine. Try to find that person that you just connect with and you can be open and honest and transparent with. Because so many times in this world, we don't have anybody to run anything by. And I think that that's one of the biggest losses that somebody can have is just not ha- not putting those people and those those things into place. And for me, I can go into a room with one of my best friends and he can instantaneously read my body language and say, What's wrong, man? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, nothing. Nothing. We're good. We're good. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. We're good. And he's like, no, obviously something's wrong. Yeah. I'm like, how did, how did you know that? How yeah. did you know that? I don't like how you know yeah. that so much. But also I love it because I have somebody calling me out. I have somebody calling me to more. I have somebody making sure that I'm well in a world where mental health and everything is just – it's so important. We still don't put the importance on that because we're never talking to somebody about it. We're never saying, hey – i i am not well for x y and z yep. and i need you to not even come up with solutions i just need you to hear me out mm-hmm. and a lot of the times whenever i i speak to my people i instantaneously know like okay i got next steps i'm good we're good and they're like, okay whatever but um i need those people in my world 100 yes. i've noticed
0: that even in my own life i've Kind of like my own mission statement or mindset has been: I just want to be the best version of myself, yeah. and or encourage others to be the best version of themselves. Hundred uh, percent. And so, looking at that in a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, every category of life, is what I'm doing every day. In like in and out, is it going to help me become the best version of myself? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that question, just sitting with yourself in that question, it's really hard because there's a yes. lot of things that we do. I think in our day to day that we kind of like give ourselves slack, You're like, oh, it's not that bad. Oh, I had a tough day, man. I'm gonna go get that, yeah, that like sugary drink or whatever. Like, be. And like treats are fine. Yeah. Um, but whenever you get really real with yourself, you know, I, if I if I could be the best version of myself today,
1: mm-hmm.
0: would I want that? Yeah. And it's like 100%. I would. Yeah. I think anyone you ask that to, they would. Like the very best version. But then you look at our lives and we're like, man, I allow this in my life. You know, oh, I let these people speak into me. Oh, I spend X amount of hours on this type of social media platform and it mm-hmm. drains me. I know it does, mm-hmm. but I still do it. It's like mm-hmm. this habit thing. This like wrestle inside. Um, and so I've I've been sitting in that question of is this going to make me a better man mm-hmm. or is this going to make me the best version of myself? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been my focus for the last couple months. Nice. Um so, yeah, I love that. One of the questions I love to ask is, what is the best advice that you have ever been given?
1: Ooh, that's a uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I've been given a lot of good advice. I've been given a lot of great advice. I've been given a lot of bad advice that I initially thought was good advice. Um, the best advice that I have ever received. Dawson, that's a big question. It is. That's know, a really kind of big question. Spot yeah, back. that is a... Uh, Let me think about this for just a few more seconds.
0: While you're thinking, I can kind of Mm -hmm. share some of my, one one that I've been sitting on. Uh, I went to this car show. Um, So photography, I was trying to break into this car scene. Um, And during this time, I met a guy that he owned this like red Ferrari. He was super successful financially at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't know his life, but I just looked at him and I was like, yo, you did something right. He's like, 50s 60s somewhere in there I think he's in real estate if I had to guess Um, and all these guys that were like in these really nice cars they all went out to get like dinner and drinks Mm -hmm. and so since I was the car photographer for this event I went with them they invited me I was like sweet I'm getting in with these guys and I at the time I really hadn't started Black Banner uh, so I was still pretty new Mm -hmm. in the like freelancing world or just like production company world and I remember sitting next to this guy that had the Ferrari, and I said, hey, man, like, uh, I was like, give me, what's the, what would you give, or what advice would you give your young 24-year-old self? Or Maybe I was 23 at the time. I love asking that question, too. Uh, and he, he gave me some advice, and I was like, uh, something about, like, work and making moves and doing this, and I was like, oh, yeah, like... He's like, what do you do? And I was like, you know, I was in the Army National Guard. I'm going to school for physical therapy. I love. I do photography. It's kind of a side hustle. I, I'm making all these moves. And I remember I said that. I said, mm. I'm making all these moves. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm, like, going to impress this guy. Yeah. Look at this me. This guy saw right through me. Yep. And he goes, hey, look. And he, like, kind of, like, gently yeah. laid this on me. He goes, hey, look, I know a lot of guys that are making a lot of moves. Um, but he's like, don't forsake the foundation in which, uh, how did he word it? If I were to simplify it, he, it was basically, like, stick with one thing mm-hmm. until it has a foundation. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't forsake the foundation and then move on to something new. Right. You need to build something yep. that then can fund this dream. Yeah. And so in that advice, what I learned is I need to be building capital mm-hmm. and or saving and yeah. or focusing on this dream, which the passion dream was photography, Black Banner, what Deep is today. today. Right. Right. But if I would have um, sacrificed finances or sacrificed my goals or my ambitions mm. here and just said, no, I'm going to jump all in. Yeah. And like forget everything else. I'm pa- I'm following my dream, my passion. That's good. Which is good, but I didn't have I, I didn't have really a plan. And right. he was like, "Look, build a build a foundation." Yeah. And so that stuck with me. I'm like, now I tell everybody, I'm like, build your foundation. Mm-hmm. Get something that makes X amount of dollars. If if because capital is pretty important when, That's you, really good. when you chase your dreams. Yeah. Um, and I think we've probably talked a little bit about that. Yes, hundred percent.
1: And I'm gonna play into that a little bit of cool. some of the best advice that I've ever gotten, and that is similar but different in so many regards. It, it, it was be 100% into whatever you're doing at that moment in time. And this is speaking more of not necessarily like a project or a business or a company, but ne- just whoever you're with. Don't be on your phone. Be with that person. Hmm. And listen with the intent to understand than listening to with the intent to be able to respond yeah, because whenever you're listening with the intent to completely understand, maybe like where somebody's at or what their thought processes are or how they're feeling, um, make sure that you're with that person. And it's not just with your, a person. If you're reading a book, just read that book. Don't worry about your cell phone. Don't worry about anything. Be in the present moment. Yeah, it's good. It's called the present for a reason, right? It's a yeah. gift. Yeah. hundred percent. And so, whenever we're 100% in the moment and we're not trying to be in 50 different places oh, i was terrible about multitasking for essentially my entire life until a couple of years ago and then i realized that by just doing one thing and then the next thing and then the next thing rather than trying to do everything at the same time i'm way better at everything that i do whenever i'm doing that whether it be working out whether it be playing sports whether it be whatever it may be be in that moment It's like golf, to a certain extent, and I love golf. Unfortunately, I'm a golf addict. But uh, whenever get into that world, I don't know if I could recommend that. But okay, all right, catch you offline. Um, It's like a golf shot. You walk up to your shot, you visualize everything, you. Line up your shot. You get all the conditions right, yardage. You get the um, you get the grass. You get the, the is it in the rough? Is it a flyer? Like whatever it may be, um, what's w- how's the shot gonna look? You visualize it, and then you hit the shot. And if you don't do that, and you halfway through, you're like, oh, I got a text message, and bang, okay, hit the shot. Well, you grab the wrong club, yeah. and you're 50 yards short, yeah. and you have to hit another shot. You're not in the present moment, and you are unable to be as um, as effective as you possibly could be. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Great question. So
0: I love that, because... Um, something, um, Ben and I, Ben's are the guy
1: behind the scenes helping with
0: the podcast right now.
1: Ben's the man, by the way. Uh,
0: he, him and I, we went and did, or watched this video on productivity Okay. and there's, uh, I don't even know what it's called. It's like the, the law of momentum or something mm-hmm. of that nature. Big Mo. Uh, where, and maybe, I don't know if that's actually what it is or if you know, but the, to give you a quick summary of it, there's about a 20 to 30 minute window that mm-hmm. you need to like focus on a task. Let's say for me, it's editing. Um, if you start thinking on editing, your brain will get, in like, 30 to 20 minutes in. It starts to really crank the wheels. And you're like, okay, now I'm getting my momentum. Mm-hmm. And then once you hit this high in momentum, you're, like, really productive. Right. And you're productive for about two hours. And then you start to drain off when your brain is, like, mentally mm. fatigued. Yeah. But if you allow, like, a text message or you take your brain out of that task that you're doing and you go straight towards, oh, I need to reply to this person. And then I go back to editing. And then I, oh, my phone rang again. I go back. Mm-hmm. I'm in and out of this, this like, productivity oh, mode. Oh, yeah and I really don't get anything done. So for, for people that are, you know, in the creative space or just business space, um, learning to set time to like, I'm really going to focus on this task and nothing's distracting me. My phone's off or Mm -hmm. do not disturb is on. And I'm like really in the zone here and I'm going to knock this thing out. Yeah, It's been really helpful for me and, or I know Ben as well. Like we've been really practicing that and it's helped a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, Dude, I love that. That's so good. So many good takeaways. Uh, another question I love to ask, and I kind of I threw this one at you earlier uh, before we got on, and I'm excited to hear it, but it's like what is the biggest mistake or failure that you've ever had and, like, what you learned from it?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say uh, not only the biggest mistake, but my biggest failure or mistake on a day-to-day basis is not learning from others others' mistakes. Okay. Um, there are so many times somebody's told me something and the hard-headedness that is Nick uh, will go and try that same thing, and then it won't work, and I'll be like, ah, I just wasted a day or an hour or a week or a month or whatever that may be, yep. and not listening to rewind. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's Let's pull that in yep. a little bit. Not getting mentors, not getting people who are further in life than you are is one of the biggest mistakes that somebody can do. Because if you can ask, for instance, I was talking to a mentor of mine the other day, and we were talking about just business, and next steps, and goals, and aspirations, what we want our lives to really look like, and he gave me some concrete steps that I was just like, I would have never thought of that. Mm -hmm. Never, ever thought of that. But then he started to really lay that roadmap out, and start to give me some contacts, and some people to connect to, And these are people that I would have probably never even known, let alone been able to get in contact with, let alone to be able to set meetings with them, right? Not necessarily for business, but just to pick their brains and figure out, how did you become successful? And these are some of the biggest people in Kansas City, and I just, I needed those mentors. And if I would not have had that conversation with that mentor, and then not have actually listened to the advice that they gave me and then went out and implemented it, then I would have potentially wasted years of my life trying to get in with the same crowd of people or or having those contacts. And it's just been really nice to be able to learn from their mistakes. Talking to this person, what would you do here? Well, I did this and it didn't work. Thus I'm here and don't do that. Don't make the same mistake that I did. Yeah. Um, I would say that's that's one of the biggest thing that people should do yeah. and one of the biggest mistakes that not only myself at an early age but a lot of people don't do yeah. is, no, I is totally agree. reach out to that older generation yes. and just pick their brains and just try to figure out what to do next.
0: Yeah, How do you think the best way to, to cultivate that conversation with mm-hmm. someone that you see? Um, I, I always look at someone, and if I see them, I'm like, man, that person is way... Uh, ahead of me Mm -hmm. and I'm like wow I I can have like how do I how do I approach that person how do Mm -hmm. I go talk to them like what should I do do I set up a coffee do I buy them lunch like how do I get with that person
1: Mm -hmm. Um, approach them step one go out and just say if Dawson I was if I was trying to pick your brain about something I would come up to you and I would say Dawson you know I, I I really respect you and you are a person that I want to become more like And could we just sit down for maybe 30 minutes, an hour, however much time you may have um, on a day that you're available and I can just pick your brain. Yeah. Would that work? And a lot of more often than not, the the generation above you and I, the generation above them, they're like, absolutely, let's go. Yes. This is going to be exciting. I'm going to enjoy this. And you both enjoy it. Yep. And just being open-minded to whatever they say, they may some say something off the wall. Yep. you're like that makes no sense. Yes, but then you get down to the nitty-gritty and you really run the numbers and you figure out everything, and there you're like oh, that that makes sense. I see why they did that. Yeah, um, that that's how that's how I've always done it. Yep. Just being a you know, a lot of those people don't seem approachable, but whenever you approach them, they're yes. like, "Yeah, let's go." That's
0: actually a really good point. I, yeah. think, I think in our head we're like, "Oh, they're going to think I'm weird, or they're, mm-hmm. they're going to like disown me, or something weird." I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it would be that fear creeps in before right. you even say anything. Yeah, I've learned that for the cost of you know a five dollar coffee, you can get some of the best advice that you've ever heard in your entire life. Mm-hmm. That will send you on a trajectory that you never thought was possible mm-hmm. because you decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to just buy this person coffee. Yep. I'm going to set it up. And then when you, I think when you, if, and when you get that time with someone having questions set aside, know what you want to ask them. Don't come in and just like Wing lolly. it. Yeah. Like be intentional. Um, I mean, some of the things I always look for is, you know, what's their family life like? What's their relationships like? Yep. Like business is important. Relationships I think is more important yes. in my own opinion. Some, I mean, speeches their own but like to me i'm like oh how do they how do they how does their wife see them mm-hmm. how how do their kids react right oh okay now hey what about business what about this how do you interact mm-hmm. with xyz uh those are things i always look for um and i found that even just buying someone lunch like. Ten dollars is a small investment yes. to get some of the best advice and or yeah help possible. Yeah,
1: and more often than not, those same people don't necessarily want to go to the you know the the fancy restaurant where it's like the the bill at the end of the night's two hundred dollars. They just want to go. Yep. and they're in a stage of life more often than not where they're like, oh yeah, I, I would love to pour into somebody. It's just nobody's ever asked me whether they're an, a business owner or whatever that may look like. They're yeah. they're just ready to. They're excited that you have approached them, whether you're, whether you're in your early twenties, just into your thirties, forties, you know, maybe you're in your fifties and you don't know what your next step is. Go ask somebody. It's okay to ask questions. And I would, I would highly recommend it too.
0: Yeah, there was a, a, I have a a fun story on this and this is actually where I, I got kind of some mentorship from in the production world. Um, the, the guy that I consider a mentor and a friend now mm-hmm. I met him at post coffee and Lee summit. Okay. I was literally sitting editing a wedding about six, seven months to to this date of the recording. Um, and I just overheard two guys talking behind me and they're like, man, remember like, look at our production companies now. Like, I remember when we were doing, you know, $10,000 deals, $20,000 shoots. Uh, now we're hitting six figure shoots and I'm like, Who is sitting behind me? Mm -hmm. And I'm like starting my production company. I don't have a building. I don't have anything. And I'm like, I my ears are burning, Mm -hmm. bro. I'm like, who is this guy behind me? So I I muster up the courage and I'm like terrified. Cause you don't know in the creative space, sometimes like it's cutthroat sometimes. Yeah. I come on, like, hey, I'm Dawson. Like, I have to introduce myself. I just overheard you guys. Um, I'm trying to do or start my own production company, and both these guys at the table looked at me and they're like, "No way, man, that's amazing! Like, love to help any way I can. Like, what's your website? What's your number? Like, I'd love to meet up." They were initiating the meetup, yep. And all like if I would have missed that, Mm -hmm. bro, I don't think this place would be here. We wouldn't be having this podcast room. Beautiful. I wouldn't have the studio. Like that, just that that step of going and talking to someone Mm -hmm. changed. I think the trajectory of my life. Yeah. So that was yeah. a tangible and i'm actually having that guy on the podcast i think friday nice um, which is super exciting and Very that nice. guy's an absolute animal so yeah. um, be looking for ryan hill's podcast he's an amazing guy. come on ryan um, thank
1: you for this space yeah, and everything literally yeah
0: yeah um bro i really appreciate it we are coming up on 30 minutes nice and that's actually pretty good i think we hit a lot of good things
1: time flies when you're having 30 fun
0: minutes so bro i appreciate it um again uh where can everyone find you? Instagram, social media mm-hmm. at Nick Roth.
1: Uh, it's uh, my social medias are a little bit different for compliance. It's okay. it's real weird. Uh, if you just go on LinkedIn, probably the best way to get a hold of me and just type in Nicholas Roth and uh, Community Financial, we'll uh, we'll get you taken care of for sure.
0: Dude, love it. Thank you, Sweet. bro. Yeah. All right.
1: See you everyone.